Sparkin' Book Club, August 2014, Fahrenheit 451. Hello, Sparkin' fans. Zan, coming back for another episode of the Sparkin' Book Club, the podcast where we talk about a book every month, how the style is, how the story is, if it's worth reading or not, and what you thought about it. Hopefully we're all on the same page where we read one book, and I know it's been confusing because we have two books every month, but we're actually going to be changing that up for the rest of the year because for some reason a lot of you have been saying it's kind of hard because I want to read both books. So we're going to just have it down to one book per month for the rest of the year. That's September, October, November, December, which is good. So for the month of September, all you got to do is read Ringworld for October. It's going to be the complete stories of Edgar Allan Poe. For November, it's going to be Great Gadsby. And then for December 2014, you can choose between Go the Fuck to Sleep or Monkey. I'll let you guys choose because they're both awesome books, and one is really short, so kind of works out. But this way it's a little bit easier, a little flows a little bit better. Now, beforehand, remember, if you want to hear any of our earlier episodes, go to www.spirekin.com where we have our movie reviews, our game reviews, our manga reviews, our con reviews, and all the other little podcasts we've been talking about, including our anime review, which we've been having a little bit of fun with, releasing it slowly in the supplemental episodes. Hopefully that'll become a real thing soon. We're going to find out. But... I digress a little bit, because this is a pretty hot topic, because I'm surprised we've gotten so many emails about this one. This one especially, because this one is a controversial book. Now, the reason why it's controversial is it's actually banned in several schools, because they don't want people to read about this. And some people say, oh, it's mediocre that you're reviewing a book which is about censorship, but I'm going to leave that for you to decide. Now, the book we're talking about was written by Bray Badbury back in 1953, and we're talking about Fahrenheit 451. Now, for those of you who don't know, Fahrenheit 451 is 451 degrees Fahrenheit, or the temperature at which paper burns. That's kind of important in this book, because our main character, Guy Montag, is a fireman. His job is to burn books, which are now, in this dystopian future, forbidden, because they're the source of all discourse and unhappiness. Because, originally, as times changed, books, as people would watch the sports on the news, and they'd watch reality shows, and they'd watch the parlor wall, which is flat-screen TVs. Now, in 53, that's kind of present that they figure that out. But people watch them, they'd be depressed with life. They don't want to read these books about the beauty in nature and wars. So they start becoming a little bit truncated. What I mean is they take the book and they make it smaller. They'd make it a bridge version, and then they'd edit it severely. And then eventually they're like, yeah, screw it. We don't need books. You just need to know your ABCs, and that's it. And so Guy Montag's job is he's a fireman. If someone finds out that you or a person has a book, they call the fireman, the firemen show up, and unlike today's firemen who put out a fire, they come with flamethrowers, and they burn all the books. And Guy is very good at his job. Like he says, it's a pleasure to burn. He enjoys it, the smell, the feeling of doing it. And as the story progresses he starts to realize that that's not all there is. There is more to life. And he starts to see the focuses on what's going on because he meets someone who changes his view on what's going on. He starts to not be a follower, but starts moving forward into the direction of learning more about it. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of cool aspects about it. I mean, you have the mechanical hound of the fire department who has hypodermics that drugs you and makes you want to go to sleep. You have the fact that the captain knows what's going on and, but he says, like, look, here's the deal. I understand you're curious, you're a young guy, and you may want to go against the rule, and some of us do it, but if you do it 
and you and you fix the problem within a day, we'll have no problem. And then you have his wife, who is written as a blithering idiot, who is very, like, she's a horrid woman. Like, Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter is a more pleasant person than this woman. This woman is horrid. She's uncultured, she's unsophisticated, and she overdoses on sleeping pills. And honestly, I wouldn't want to say this, but maybe it would have been better if she had succeeded in overdosing herself. That's horrible for me to say, but she's not a good person. And the whole premise of, like I said, this book is is that Montag learns to question authority and to learn more about the world itself and not just believe what everything he's been told is true, even though it would make his life simpler. Because if he just agreed and obeyed, his life would have been a lot easier and a lot of things which happened wouldn't have happened. But, fortunately, stuff does happen. And, I mean, he gets to the point where he is starting to question and he finds that he's been hiding books and people find out that he has this hidden stash of all these um, illegal and prohibited objects and they end up, he becomes in making him a criminal, they go after him. At one point, all the parlor walls turn on, and they tell their citizens, hey, can you do us a favor? Could you look outside and look for this guy? We're looking for him. And every single person does that, like zombies. It's a little prescient of our time, I mean, because right now we all watch reality shows, we watch the TV a lot, we watch sports a lot, and we don't think about the other things, but we do read. We still have books, which is good. Kindles are, are big, and that's at least something. But this post-literate dystopia is a pretty cool idea for its time, and it's been parodied several times. For example, the movie I talked about earlier, Equilibrium, which is starring Christian Bale, is about a future where emotions are banned, but it has a very similar feel to Fahrenheit 451. There's a lot of homages, I, f I feel, to this, where you have the guy who's working for the system who doesn't judge or doesn't question, but then something happens and he starts questioning the system and he starts to work his way out of it. And that's kind of cool. The story is a little dated, though. The, the writing style for Bradbury, if you've never read The Halloween Tree or you've read some of his other books, he's a little hard to get through, but it's still a really good book, in my opinion. It's not the greatest book. I mean, I understand people, because it's so offensive, because, you know, you have the wife ODing, you have people getting burned alive. One woman commits suicide in order to protect her books, because they say, hey, look, lady, move to the side, and you could, we'll just burn your books, and you'll be fine. And she literally burns herself to be with her books. And my point is that it's that sense of stand up and die rather than live on your knees. It's you want to keep your freedoms, and that's what these people are doing to keep their freedoms. And it gives you that sense of what you need to do in order to keep freedoms. You cannot let these things go, that you need to establish that at some point. But it's a book which is intriguing to read. It's not bad. And it is something that you won't expect. Now, like I said, there are some bad parts about it. It's a little slow, a little angering, but you go with what you can, and you try to get through it as fast as you can or as good as you can. I know some people who said, I picked it up, I couldn't put it down in two hours. Another person said it took me two months to do it. Me, it took me two nights. And for a 227-page book, I'm surprised it took me that long. Usually I go through it like that. But the book kind of, I needed to let it sit and simmer a little bit. Still a cool book is split up into three acts. And I like the, the Hearth and the Salamander, The Sieve and the Sand, and Burning Bright. And I like that it has the fire references to it all through it. Now, there is a live-action movie of this. It was pretty cool. And there's also an interactive computer game that's for, for the one that's decent. Supposedly, there is a sequel, which was written in 2010. 
It's called A Pleasure to Burn. I haven't read it yet, but I definitely want to check it out. Now, we're going to do something we haven't done in a long time, or in a couple months, rather. And that is read some of the emails I've gotten about this, because people have emailed this. Now, first one is from Jenny. And Jenny was a little bit negative about it. And Jenny pretty much says, Hey, Zan, few people besides you appreciate irony as much as I do. So understand that I get this. I get this book. Now, the message of this book is decent. Its knowledge should not be censored. However, the rest of the book is, is complete shit. I found myself screaming at several points as Bradbury just spent minutes and several metaphors and allusions just referring to one little insignificant piece of the plot. It's too damn flowery to be understood by anyone. I mean, it's perfect for, like, an English teacher, but for me, I thought it was kind of dull. Okay, Jenny, I get what you're saying, and, um, well, that's your point. Now, Scott, on the other hand, he emailed me and says, just, I've, Zan, I just gotta tell you, go and read Fahrenheit 451. It's not a novel in its fully developed sense. It's more of an allegory or hyperbole, and, and Mr. Bradbury occasionally produces senses of startling beauty. But the problem with this book is the same problem there is with the world without books. It's kind of flat, somewhat numb, but still, I feel that everyone should read this book. Okay. Now, last but not least is Sengeki 430. Didn't put a name down, just put this. And first off, I give her applaud, or him applaud. A two-page email on the pluses and minuses of this book. It's pretty in-depth and takes some time. I mean, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. It'll be like 10 minutes of me reading it. But pretty much she says that this is a very unpleasant metaphor. And uh, Fahrenheit 451 is an unpleasant book. feels like it was written by a teenager. And if I was his teacher, I'd give it a B- and not let my daughter date the weird little kid who wrote it. Um, talks about how the characters lack any character. Says that the characters only exist to further the plot, and some characters disappear off screen and then show up magically. Some of those are true, but it's kind of, yet think of the time it was written and stuff beforehand. You can't just say, this is shit, and just go with it from that point. Well, could go on about this, but here's the deal. It's a good book. You can get a hold of it in a bookstore, or you can order it on a Kindle. Check it out. It's an interesting read. I mean, it's won several awards, and make the decision yourself if you like this or don't. The point of the book that knowledge should not be censored is very true to this day. It's something which should be proven that, you know, we should have as much knowledge as we can. I mean, part of me thinks that some knowledge should be put away, but it's kind of, I know I'm contradicting myself, but just I don't think that book should be censored for the reasons they are. I mean, if you don't want to read a book, you don't have to read it. But if someone wants to read it, they should be able to. Anyway, so I guess that's it for this episode. Remember, if you want to email me, I'm at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, at Spirekin, or on Instagram, or on all those lovely websites. And um, we'll be coming to a con next year. And remember... Next month, we're going to be talking about Ringworld by Larry Niven, which some of you are going to say is a ripoff of Halo, but you got to see how it goes. So I guess that's it for this episode. I'm your host, Zod. Keep reading, and I'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.
what's your expression? I said, now, haven't you learned your last lesson? I try to understand, I just don't get it. You're my library, always open for business, but you never show it. You're just sitting with that, but I know the score, and you're killing it. Killing it loud. 